Hello, welcome back to the Pro Pilot Playbook podcast. Yeah. Today is uh, October 21st, 2020. And yep. you guys clicked on the title of this video or, or the podcast itself within iTunes or actually update. We're on uh, like eight different platforms now. The, uh, the podcast <laughs> is even uh, uh, you can even tell your Alexa device to listen to us, which is pretty cool. Um, but anyway, awesome. we, we wanted to give a little update to, to, the, uh, to the situation here in the airline industry, uh, what we're seeing out there and, and just in general from, I mean, from talking to our colleagues and what we're experiencing uh, ourselves. And uh, I'm, I'm Sean. And, uh, and I'm Mike I, Martin. Yeah. All right. So I'm wearing my just a little dress down today. I got some, uh, some of the <laughs> playbook swag on and uh, wearing a, yeah. uh, a free t-shirt I got from the FBO and Vail. <laughs> <laughs> great, great, great. Yeah, I got my Learjet gear on, although I'm uh, next week going to start flying a Challenger again. So I'm going to have to get, get some Challenger shirts now. That's right. That's right. The upgrade is done. Is the is the plane on property yet, Mike? Uh, no, not until the the beginning of the month. It's a little delayed. We're getting some interior work done to it, which is like super extensive. Uh, a whole new interior put in it. So it was supposed to take uh, four weeks and it, uh, now three weeks, and it's up to like seven weeks now. You know how it is yeah, <laughs> with that maintenance. Oh yeah. Right. But uh, yeah, yeah. So. Sean's, Sean's got some numbers. He's going to update us on uh, kind of where the airlines are at and how this pandemic's starting to shake out because you know it's a very fluid situation with the airlines and layoffs and all that stuff. And then I got a couple things to talk about as far as uh, stats on, on what's actually happening with the virus. So, Sean, why don't you start off by telling us uh, how, how are the numbers paying out? It, it is turning out better than what we would have thought a few months ago, right? The, yeah, so the money's gone, right? Right. So that that was what I was going to start off with. Remember, in our last uh, industry update podcast, we were talking about the the I believe they called it the CARES Act or whatever it was that the uh, actually I have the number written down the fifty eight billion dollars that went out, and that that wasn't just all for the airlines. I believe there was uh, like thirty two billion that was earmarked just for the airlines of that. Yeah, all that money ran out on September thirtieth. And the, of course, they're trying to get another stimulus thing going, but uh, that, that's still going back and forth in, in Washington. And that money is not available yet. So immediately on October 1st, you have airlines furloughing uh, or just straight up laying off employees. Uh, I think they use the word furlough for most of it. Uh, American yeah. Airlines seem to be... Uh, they really, I, I believe the number was like 17,000 folks altogether, uh, 15 or 17,000. Mm. Um, of I those, guess just for those are everybody. That's everybody from gate agents okay. to, yeah, that isn't pilots. Their pilot right. may not even be that big actually. And but, Sean, can I bring up just cause I was confused on this when I first started flying, I didn't know what a furlough was. Uh, but but it's an it's an airline term. I, I mean, I'm not just an airline term, but until I start flying, but it's essentially the exact same thing as getting laid off, right? Uh, except you get called back. Is that yeah, yeah, you're issued a uh, number. Well, you may not get issued a number, but based on your seniority number, as they need people back, you know, the, the economy's recovered or the airline, the company's recovered, 
whatever the case is, you'll get a call back in the order of your employee number or furlough number to come back to work. Right. Um, but you can still get unemployment yes, and all that. Yes, yeah. you are. That's what I was just about to say. Absolutely, you okay. can. Um, so anyway, the money ran out at the end of September and there was no more money available. Uh, the airlines have all showed significant losses in their, their third quarter uh, stock market reporting. I believe uh, United, $1.8 billion in loss for the third quarter. Ooh. Delta, $5.4 billion loss. Uh, last year, to put that in perspective, last year, third quarter, they showed a profit of $1.5 billion. So a $5.4 billion loss, oh, man. That's yeah, nasty. yeah, that's brutal. This but is crazy for the airlines. Delta, along with United, is one of the airlines that actually didn't technically furlough any pilots. The pilots had come to an agreement, and uh, Delta is not going to revisit the idea of furloughing anybody until uh, November. Awesome. So that's good. United, yeah. whatever deal they worked out with their pilots, uh, they're stating they're not going to look at furloughing until June of 2021. But my wow. prediction is that my prediction is there's not going to be any reason to furlough anybody in June of 2021. However, I mean, no. United, both of those companies, United and Delta, had done some some work to uh, some some you know precursor to this. They saw the writing on the wall. They did Delta mm -hmm. did the early retirements. Uh, remember, Delta Airlines was going to be hiring 1,800 pilots this year. I think they they had like uh, 1,200 pilots take early retirements and some other stuff. United had some guys. I know one of my buddies at United had been sitting around for the last four months. Um, and I don't, I, I, I meant to talk to him before we got on the call here. I don't know where yeah. all that involved, but I know he's going back to recall this month. So uh, oh, good. he's been down in, he's been down in Florida flying seaplanes, got his, uh, seaplane, uh, instructor oh, certificate. He's been having a ball. <laughs> he's, uh, he's that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But I so the, people are going back to work. I mean, actually, uh, as of this uh, two days ago on Sunday, we finally broke the record uh, in a single day for the year. Uh, one million, or since the coronavirus started, one million passengers in a single day as of this Sunday that just passed here in October. Excellent. And uh, 6.1 million for the week of passengers. This is passengers coming through TSA, um, which is up 36,000 from last week. So, it's starting to move. People, people are between being just done with this thing, or or people are starting to realize that the airlines are are actually it's pretty safe to travel, even in the corona <laughs> environment. Super safe to travel. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I got a couple articles pulled up, and and you know, I I, I want to preface this by saying you know we're not trying to be political here. I know there's an election going on, and uh, certain sides think it's safer than other sides, but I mean, and you could spend data any way you want, but there was uh, a couple of major news stories in the last week or so regarding the airlines, which are, are really positive. And, and, and that's our job here is to kind of report airline news, but there was a study done. Um, you can Google this. It was a major use story, basically saying that um, they took all the passengers screened since the coronavirus, which was 1.2 billion passengers. 
and uh that that's actually those... since the that mike that number is actually sorry to interrupt you but that number is actually from the beginning of uh 2020 2020 yeah okay so year to date passengers yeah and uh it shows that that only 44 cases were identified that originated from an airline flight um and and you know i feel like the the contact tracing is pretty good now if you get it you know they call you and they ask where you've been and, you know, if those people say, oh, well, I, I flew somewhere and they go, well, where'd you go? And, you know, you're on United Flight 77 to San Francisco and then it traces back, then I guess that would be linked to this. Um, so either way, I mean, even if these numbers are off 50 percent, it's still, I, I mean, 44 people out of a, a billion plus. I mean, it's crazy. You know, uh, uh, it's like no one's catching it at all on airplanes. Yeah, that's uh, so, like one in. Uh, I I knew you were going to throw out that stat because I saw the case same in thing. Every twenty-seven million. Yeah, well, yeah, one, one in twenty-seven million. million. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 incredible. That's uh, so you could drive and then get in a car accident. That'd be more dangerous than uh, oh yeah, flying on a plane and catching a coronavirus. I mean, it's, it's oh crazy. yeah, stopping um, at the gas station to get gas is you'd have a better chance of getting it there, con you know, contracting it at a gas station than you would. Right. I would think, uh, you know, yeah. the other thing this is all sparked up is we are so much smarter about all this stuff. Now, uh, the DOD was actually involved in a study. I don't know if you're just about to talk about this, Mike, but um, mm. they uh, they got all these fancy air sensor things and put them in an aircraft and put them in different seats. They're trying to figure out whether this the airlines doing this whole skipping a seat thing. If it's three seats in a row, if they were putting passengers, they wanted to know what the, you know, what this, you know, your contraction rates or whatever they called it. Um, right. And what we realized is that the air within that big metal tube of an airliner is actually, I, mean, I had to write this down. Oh, it's, um, it is uh, uh, 15 times cleaner than the average operating room in the United States. <laughs> right. So, That's crazy. That is yeah, crazy. Yeah. So the and air in an airline, in an airliner, your typical passenger airliner recirculates uh, three times every minute. Okay. And that's, that's fresh air. That's not like air inside the cabin. Well, actually 75% right. of that air that recirculates three times a minute Every time it recirculates, 75% of that air is fresh air from outside the the cabin of the aircraft. And, and in runs, the stratosphere. Yeah, you know. exactly. Way up there. And uh, 25, so it means 25% of it is recirculated from the cabin. But remember, it's recirculating three times a minute. But we, now we have the HEPA filters on there. There was always filters. But now they put yeah. the HEPA filters in there. So it is, uh, this is a super clean environment. I mean, unless, unless you're going in there licking everything, uh, <laughs> I, I think you're going right. to be okay. I mean, the common right. sense still prevails, you know, use your, you're still walking through a dirty air, you know, airport terminal and everything else. But I think that, you know, the, the average person thinks that that, and we had another episode, we talked about this. The average person thinks that the air you take off with in the airplane once that door closes, yeah. <laughs> the same area you land with, and that's yeah, it's not even a horrible close. misconception. <laughs> right, right. 
Here's another one I got for you here. This is a new article that just came out. It's the Flight Attendants Union. Did you see this one, Sean? Uh, uh, I don't think so. I don't the, know. The largest flight attendant union in the U.S. that re represents United Airlines did a study uh, and, and, test, and took a sample of over 1,000 flight attendants across the industry and determined that less than 1% of the roughly 120,000 flight attendants uh, contracted the coronavirus. So uh, the, wow. the, the, the flight attendant contraction rate is lower than that of the general population. That's so, that's pretty that's, that's a pretty impressive stat there because the yeah you know the 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 billion people the 1.2 billion people you were just talking about the flight attendants are the ones coming in contact with all those people yeah and yeah, yeah that's and they're working in that environment I mean a flight attendant is on the amount of time they spend on an airplane daily I mean it's crazy in the cab and walking around serving people yeah so. You know, it's it's interesting stats, but I think the way this is shaping up, well, I, I mean, I think we can all agree that the virus in general is appearing to be way less dangerous than what we thought. And, oh, yeah. and I'll be the first, dude, I was freaking out when it first came out. You were making fun of me. I mean, I, I didn't think it was very serious. I mean, you were you were starting serious. to freak me out, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, but but you know you this data comes in and then they send the USS Comfort no one gets on it and then all and it slowly starts trickling in and you're like well maybe this isn't and now this is just another layer we're seeing with the airlines that you know maybe the infection rate isn't as high and, and it isn't as dangerous so what that equates to is hopefully you know when the travels you know, we got the holidays and stuff hopefully people say you know what I'm not going to drive and I'm not going to stay home I'll just go ahead and ride on the airlines which translates to good things for the industry and good things for pilots, you know, which is what we're all about here is kind of tracking how all that's going to go. So, and then we don't even have the vaccine yet, but they're talking, it could be as, as early as late November as Pfizer may have the vaccine. Um, it depends. I mean, there's a couple going bad, but, but if that happens, you know, first they're going to vaccinate, obviously they're not going to have that much of it and they're going to vaccinate, you know, high risk people first. But if, if we start to have widespread vaccination by the spring, spring break is an enormous time for the airlines, all the travel. And then you get into the summer travel and then all this pent up demand, uh, because I think everybody we know is itching. I mean, people want to travel. They're just, not, which is why these lake houses and uh, all this, these driving destinations are through the roof. Uh, people want to go places. So next summer could be gangbusters. I, and, I know, really think it will be. Yeah I, yeah, I truly believe it will be. Uh, and, and you, we always bring this up, man, but it's important because, you know, a lot of our audience is just aspiring pilots and people that are already learning to fly and everything. But we've maintained all through this that if you're just getting into this business, this is not a bad time. Maybe you've, uh, you know, you've lost your job as a result of the coronavirus or whatever. But, you know, this takes time, one to two years, maybe even longer, depending on what methods you choose to get into the business. But if you look at these numbers, the numbers you just read about screenings, how they're up 30% in one week, okay? And then the other numbers that you just read at the beginning of the segment about Delta was supposed to hire all these pilots per month, and now instead they're dramatically cutting their force. Well, what happens when everybody gets vaccinated and people want to go? Now we've got an enormous labor problem. I mean, there was a there was a shortage of pilots to begin with. Now uh, they've laid off even more. They haven't hired any, and then demand comes back. It, it's a it's a bad situation. So it, it you know, but it's good for if you want to get into the industry. Right now, you don't really care 
you know, if there's jobs out there because you're just doing training, you know. Right. So the uh, the companies that the companies that were hit though, the the majors are, you know, of course they got the stimulus money and mm-hmm. the uh, the regional carriers are not faring as well. Remember when when all this stuff when it, when the shutdown was in full force, right. the airlines had brought back all the, or took down all their route structures. They had one maybe right. two airplanes a day going into cities. And they were doing those with larger aircraft, uh, ones with, you know, like the seven threes or the Airbuses, where they had three seats on each side so they could maximize the cabin as much as possible. The RJs were parked. The regional jets were parked. I do have a, a lot of uh, a lot of folks uh, that I know that, you know, had just got that first regional jet job or were at the regionals that are, that are furloughed at home. Um, mm-hmm. however, the regional companies are still, they, they know what you were just talking about, what we've been talking about. They understand mm-hmm. what's coming and, uh, they are a hundred percent full on still taking resumes, processing resumes. Um, they are on a hiring freeze at the moment, of course, mm-hmm. but they no. are, uh, they're still, everything's still up and running. They know what's, they know what's coming. The other thing that's really helped out the industry, I, I can't imagine what this thing would have been like if this would have happened just, I don't know, uh, eight years ago. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Gas prices. Oh, gas yeah. prices are dirt cheap right now. And I mean, that is so important for the, uh, for this industry, uh, yeah. with the gas prices being as cheap as they are, it's really allowing, uh, these companies to be able to get by because it wouldn't have been a, uh, a $1.8 billion loss or a $5.4 billion loss. No. It would have been, it would have been, uh, we're, we're locking the doors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Now it seems like, don't you think, Sean, the 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 middle carriers, uh, not the legacy and not the commuters, but uh, the discount airlines, I guess, for lack of a better word. So I'm talking about Frontier and Allegiant and Spirit. Yep. Those, those, uh, I I know pilots at all of those companies, and they're, uh, I would say, probably the least affected. Southwest also. I mean, uh, uh, I know a guy that was hired at Spirit and was in class when the lockdown happened. And he was like, I'm done. I, I'm probably going to be out for two years or something. And he, he didn't get furloughed. And actually, Southwest didn't furlough anyone. I, know I got a couple of buddies there. They took this package, uh, and, and these guys really like it. Uh, both Southwest and the Spirit guys get like 80% of their salary. They take like a volunteer layoff. They get all their benefits in like 50 or 80% of their salary, and they don't have to work. And, uh, you know, one guy, he was – driving all over. He was out in Colorado, screwing around down in Florida because he was off. Uh, so it's kind of like a paid vacation. You know, yes, it's half your pay, but I mean, for somebody that thought they were going to get laid off anyway. And, and uh, I, I guess, you know, that, that you could bid for that. And a lot of guys took it. So, I mean, I think it's managed a lot better. Do you think, Sean, that's from uh, the them not heavy international training uh, travel is that like the domestic travels at least affected right international's done is that what your theory is on that or? well uh, to the discount carriers these guys these guys from from the beginning you know their their companies are structured to be ran on a shoestring anyway they fly all the yeah, same yeah. types 
they got people packed in there like sardines to the point where the seats <laughs> don't recline. There's there's no yeah. refreshments or you can't even get a water unless you pay for no. it. Um, no. So they're already set up to be dirt cheap anyway. They're also flying into airports that don't require any, you know, like Allegiant goes into that Sanford Orlando. They don't go into MCO, right. the big or so right. they don't have all those fees of of paying for all that infrastructure that Orlando's charging. Um, same thing and it's with way uh, Fort Myers. They go into Punta Gorda, and you know, so right. they they were also the first airlines to drop any of because it was not federally mandated. Uh, they were also the first airlines to drop all the restrictions of you know keeping the middle seat open or any of that kind uh, of stuff. So they were <laughs> packing those airplanes full, and this is I don't even know if I should say this because I don't know that. I have any real. Are you going to make fun of their passengers? But the, yeah, the the mentality of the passengers that fly, that want the thirty nine dollar airline ticket, they also might be the people that don't care about the don't coronavirus. Give a shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. No, I that's that's a Sean Ritchie the theory. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. I agree. And also, Sean, you got to remember, there's very little business travelers on there, and business travelers. Right done right because sure. it's all leisure travel right now and that's what we're seeing on the corporate side i'm sure that's what you're seeing too sean but uh we're doing no business trips it's all pleasure 100 percent pleasure you know and, and right. uh pleasure trips are up uh, corporate side probably 300 percent of last year uh because nobody wants to ride on the airlines anywhere right so uh they're these rich people are they're burning it up you know and they're going back and forth to their houses and things like that. Right. Um, and and I, I hear on the charter side of things, it's, it's, I, I'm hearing that uh, charter operators are going to have, by the time the year shakes out, are going to have equal to or better numbers than 2019. And that's with not flying for like two months. So that's how busy they are right now, you know, or three sure. months really. Oh, I yeah. believe it. I believe it. I mean, with all the stimulus money flying around, people got extra money in their pocket. Uh, they're afraid right. to fly on the airlines, but they still want to fly. You have a couple of, um, I don't want to use the word discount, but you have some some of these newer operators uh, like Wheels Up, you know, that just acquired, we did an episode on them acquiring Delta Air Elite, their Delta right. private right. jets, you know, a company yeah. you and I both flew for. Um, they yeah. are, those people are everywhere. And I don't think that they're that pricey, you know, so no. you got folks, you know, dipping their toe into this whole charter thing and yeah i agree they're probably they're they're doing well and i know i've been in the last month month and a half i've been flying a lot actually i've been wanting to fly yeah. a lot because i you know there was three months there four months there where i wasn't doing anything but uh yeah i've been i've been out on the road here a lot lately it feels good it does feel <laughs> good, back out after being after being locked up all spring <laughs> right <laughs> exactly yeah good well, good, man. I think this gives everybody a good idea of what, what's going on. And uh, uh, the key takeaways from this are it, things are shaping up, I think, better than what you and I at least would have thought when we were sitting here in April. Uh, and I think it's better for corporate. It's better for the airlines. I mean, it's not great. but um, And then the big thing is, is the pent-up demand if you're thinking about jumping in. Sure. Yep. Yep. The best time to get started is right now or probably six months ago. Uh, real quick though, before we go, uh, I did want to mention there yeah. are companies out there that are hiring. 
You know, don't oh, forget, okay. you know, this whole time where everybody was locked up in their houses and not going to stores and shopping, uh, the thing that they still needed was all their stuff, you know, delivered. And those uh, boxes yeah, are freight. being flown around in the middle of the night while you're sleeping by all the freight operators. <laughs> got FedEx just announced they're hiring 800 pilots within the next year. Now, that's a major operator. That's, that's not going to be your first jet job. That's, that's a major airline. Um, right. You know, FedEx, UPS, those guys are uh, comparable to uh, Delta, American, or United. Um, uh, but there are operators out there that are on the lower end freight stuff. You got Southern Air, um, you have uh, ABX. The, these are the companies that are doing all the prime air stuff. And uh, mm -hmm. those guys, those guys, all you need is uh, 1,500 hours. They want. Um, I believe it's their minimum is like 500 hours in a jet. This is stuff that if you use the tactics in the ProPilot Playbook program that we, this, the program we sell, yeah. um, we teach you how to get this stuff at, uh, I mean, with, you could, you could skip the flight instructing or, or skip the airlines. Right. And you could be in the right seat of a, a triple seven flying around the world with uh, right. 1500 hours in your logbook. Um, and the, those guys that, are um, that that challenger class I was in, there was twelve people in the class, and quite a few new hires. But there was four uh, FlexJet new hires in there. So FlexJet, if you guys don't know, you can look them up. They're a big time charter operator based in Dallas, Texas, uh, but they have a ton of planes. I mean, it's a huge and a ton of pilots, and they're they're hiring right now too. So just because the demand for charter is so high. Oh yeah. 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 Like we've Good. said before, my prediction is. Uh, well, I had said before that the airlines will be the last industry to recover from all this. It's just the nature of how it works. Um, I do right. think there's going to be more stimulus money coming out. And I, I feel now that we're on the back end of it, that people are just done with it. And I think people yeah. are going to be even more done with it after this election's over at the beginning of November. Oh, yeah, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I, my prediction yeah. is the air will be back up in the full swing. Within the, uh, I said two years, that was probably a few months ago. I'm, I'm going 18 months now. We're going to be, mm -hmm. those, those regional jets are going to be pulled out of their parking spots. And uh, we're going to be back up the full swing. And then probably within another year of that, we're going to be in the biggest mess of a pilot shortage on the brink of it anyway. That uh, yes. it's going to be unfathomable. Uh, because right. you know, all the flight schools, there's been flight schools that have went out of business because of this. And people were, uh, people weren't going and, and getting flight lessons. Uh, my neighbor kid next door, he, this 17 year old kid, he wanted to be a pilot, you know, and all this stuff hit and he saw how fragile our industry is. And it's always been fragile. There's always oh, yeah. been in the market up and down, but he started questioning his 17 year old kid was bright enough to put together, you know, man, is it that fragile? Like, Pilots right. getting laid off, losing their job. I don't know if I want to do that. Yeah. You know, so you got kids like that that may have changed their mind. Um, so we're going to be in an even bigger mess than we, than we were in or about to be in anyway. So if you're yeah. even thinking about becoming a pilot, there's no better time in the history of the planet <laughs> since we've been no. flying airplanes no. to do it. Yep. Yep. Awesome. Everybody just needs to hang in there. <laughs> yes. Yep. Absolutely. Great. So, uh, yeah, 
get over to the airport, yeah. start training, talk to a flight instructor. Uh, great place to start. Network. Yeah, great yep. place to start is uh, just hit the internet or YouTube or check out apropopplaybook.com where we put it all together for you in an easy wrapped package with a bow on it. You yeah. Know? yeah. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. I don't have, You got anything else, Mike? I do remember a, a guy I used to fly with. He, he said, uh, he was talking about how he got into aviation and he said his mom was yelling at him because he had dropped out of college. And she's like, you need to find something to do. She's like, uh, if, if you're going to be a doctor, uh, uh, you need to go, go hang out at the hospital. And if you, you need to get out of this house. If you're going to be a lawyer, you go to go down to the courthouse. Or if you want to be a pilot, go to the airport. I don't care. Just get out of here. She just throws that out. She's screaming at him. <laughs> And he said he, he got in the car and he's like, pilot, that sounds pretty cool. You know, he never really thought of it. <laughs> then he went to the airport, started meeting people, his local airport, and then it was all over. You know, <laughs> it, it is 100% true, though. I mean, right. if you go through life rudderless and yeah. uh, you just you, you hang out with a bunch of numbskulls, guess what? You're going to be the next numbskull. I mean, that's just the way right. it works. You got to take action, man. My favorite quote is uh, not doing something is doing something, you know? So, you know, <laughs> yeah. if you want to move in that direction, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So let's, uh, let's keep it, uh, keep, keep everything positive. I think there is a positive spin to all this and uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Good luck to anyone starting a career. All right. Yeah. So there's our industry update for October yep. 21st, 2020. Um, Check us out, you know, uh, you know, if you're on iTunes, you know, subscribe to the podcast, YouTube, hit the subscribe button, like button. If you have a question you would like us to answer on the podcast, you can email us at podcast at propilotplaybook.com. Great. Thanks a lot. We'll see you guys next time.